Welcome to World According to Noah. Well, kid, I guess you're going to have to update me on your song choices for our intro song because I don't know when to come Never. in. Well, I don't know when to come in, so you have to let me know what the song is going to be. So I know when to, other than just sitting here and wait on you to finish. Anyway, how was your week? Horrible. Horrible? Why was your week horrible? Because sickness. Yeah, you were sick again. And I only, the funny thing was I only had one day and then I, and then I didn't go back to school again. Yeah, you didn't go one day, did you? I went one day. I thought Wednesday. you went, oh, you went Wednesday and then you came home Thursday, right? And then I, then I did Monday today. So, you had. I threw up. You, you had. Um, That's why. Yeah, but I'm just saying, overall, you had strep throat, <laughs> and then you come out of strep throat into um, virtual school, right? And then, then you go I, back to school on Wednesday, and then I and then you up. threw up on Thursday and had to come home, and now you go, you're out the rest of the week because of that, and now you go today and you went tomorrow, and then you go back to virtual school. Yay. That's hard to keep up when you're going to be at school and when you're not. I don't even know Yay. how to do it anymore. Fun. Going back and forth, back yeah. and forth into the door again. I don't know how in the world you're going to learn anything. I never. That's yeah. hell. It's not going to seem that way. But other than sick, did you have a decent week? A little bit. You got to play some video games. Because you're... Virtual school didn't take you long last week, did it? No. Not in the slightest bit. I played Gorilla Tag. That's what your <laughs> That's what your recent game is. A game of choice is is Gorilla Tag, isn't it? Let's see. I don't think I had anything. Did anything special happen last week? No. Exactly. Except one. What? I want to say it, but that's what we're talking about a little bit. Well, yeah, the weekend we're about to talk about, but anything happened during the week at all? Nope. Nope. My birthday came and went just like that. You didn't think about it then, and you didn't think about it now. <laughs> I did yesterday. You did yesterday because we did a late birthday lunch. Yeah, we did it on Wikipedia. Huh? That's the website you're on. What are you talking about? I'd... You're on Wikipedia. I'm talking about our lunch yesterday. I know. What's that got to do with Wikipedia? It was a joke. Oh, okay. We had lunch at wikipedia.org. Old Heidelberg. That's where we went. Gordon Tog. It was a German restaurant in Huntsville. And it was very good, wasn't it? And I figured out I like fried potatoes. Yep. They were good. Okay. So, over the weekend, Noah did some scout experiences. Orienteering. We didn't camp, but we went up to the campground and did... Orienteering. 
So we didn't camp, but you did go up and spend the day and do the scout activities, right? Yes. And what was those activities? Orienteering. Orienteering. Would you like to share with the class what orienteering is? This is in a classroom. It could be. Somebody could be listening to this in the class right now. And what's the point of it? Oh, before we go any further, let's stop. Let's stop for a second. And thank all our new listeners because we've had a lot of downloads this week. So, either somebody's got their iPhone or their phone stuck and it's just over downloading all the time. I feel like that's what's happening. That's probably what's happening. But if not, welcome to our new listeners because we had a ton of downloads last week. And thanks for listening. If you are enjoying it, if you are really out there, (laughs) tell a friend. Let them know. We'd love to get more listens, right? Yes. It's the Russian government bots. You think you've been talking about Russia too much, and so now they're... No. They're using a VPN to make it look like they're in St. Louis, and they're downloading all the podcasts to see how we're doing? No. To see if you're talking about Russia? That is a zero chance. You're the one that said it. No, I didn't. You said it's the Russian intelligent bots. I said it's the Russian bots. Okay. You said it's the Russian bots. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Good Tell bye. a friend. And. Thanks for listening. Bye. Surprise. <laughs> it was only a seven minute <laughs> podcast today. Goodbye. Send us an email if you want to ask any questions. World According to Noah at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. All the good stuff. Now, back to the people in the classroom listening to you tell us about orienteering. Oh, I thought... Oh, me? Yes. I thought we were going already. No, we're still here. We didn't sign off. Noah didn't sing a song. Oh, me? Orienteering is so, where... Oh, we're going to just do a base. You're going to give us a basis of it. And then we'll tell a little bit more information. So, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Orienteering flag is um, white and orange. What is an orienteering flag? It's a square. But you're, it's what you're trying to find, right? Yes. Like you have a map and you have a starting point and that's what you're trying to find is the orienteering flag, right? Yes. Okay. Orienteering is where you use a compass and a map. Right. First you check which direction's north on the map. Now you use your compass. And see what. And make your map north, right? Yes. There you and go. Then, and then you you hook the points you want to get to like um, I'm just going to place a random place um, if you want to go to um, Bear Mountain and Cave of Swallows or whatever okay, you would line the compass up of which of which direction those two are and you were using the kind of flat compass that has a clear thing around it so you can kind of see through it, right? Yes. And then you use the compass and you line up a spot in between the two spots, right? Yes. Alright. 
I can see you're really excited about coppicing orienteering again. No. <laughs> All right, you line up the two points, and then what? And then <clears throat> you change the um, north on the in the compass that the way the um, arrow's pointing to, and then what? And then you stand up, or if you're on if you're on the ground. Um, then you stand up, um, see what, what's in, there's like a lot, a, a little arrow. Yep. Whatever you <clears throat> see in that sort of direction. There, there's a bunch of numbers, <clears throat> right? Is it, what were, what were they called? Were those degrees? Degrees. Yeah. So there's a bunch of degrees around the, the knob of the compass, right? And that's what you're trying to, that's where you gauge which direction to walk with those degrees, right? Yes. Yes. They, they can't see you tell me yes, remember? No. <laughs> we still had started. I'm not ever going to video it. Yes, we are. Oh, okay. Yes, we are. Okay. Anyway, so use that. We're taking a video right now. And what do you do once you find your degree? Whenever you see the arrow that's pointing at in the direction you want to make sure your um, arrow is still pointing north yep. and you want to see which way what you see in front of the um, little black arrow yeah. on the compass and then whatever you see you go walk to it and stand behind it from the direction you were walking from so where you start from, you look, and you find you another point to walk to, right? Yes, until that, you find what you want. That way, you don't have to sit there and stare at your compass the whole time. Because what happens sometimes when you're staring at your compass the whole time? You might get lost. So you might fall in a hole like your dad did. But you weren't looking at a compass. I was looking at the compass on my phone. That never worked. Well... It was the one I had, and that's what I was using. And I stepped in a hole because I was looking at my compass. So you find you a, a point up ahead of you, and you walk to that point, and then you get around behind the point, and then... You keep on going. You make sure it's still lined up, right? And then you find another point. Yes. And do the same thing. Until you find what you're looking for. Until you find your flag. Or you... I found this on the web. Hey, thanks, Siri. We weren't asking you. <laughs> you look for the uh, landmark that you're supposed to be finding, and then you try to find the flag around that landmark, right? Yes. So, what do you think of orienteering? Hard. So, the course you did had, what? Excuse ten. Me, ten points? Yes. It was like... And I found Most of them were of them. rocks. And I found two of them. And you found two of them. You did pretty good. The rest of them, everybody worked as a team, right? Yes, but was, I did mine by myself. Yeah, you did yours by yourself. So, I did a little, little bit of research. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it says, orienteering, they used... Let's see. Originally, it was used as a training exercise in land navigation for military officers. 
The oldest and most popular is foot orienteering. You get, did you know that there's different kind of orienteering? No, because I never heard of orienteering. Well, now that you have, you have foot orienteering, mountain bike orienteering, ski orienteering, and trail orienteering. I'll do ski orienteering. Well, you can't ski. So how's that going to work? <laughs> Isn't that where you use a snowmobile? No, you're on skis. So? I don't know what That's the difference easier. in foot orienteering and trail orienteering is. Trail orienteering is where you probably like do a whole longer trail than foot yeah. orienteering. I would rather do trail orienteering and stay on the trail other than trudging through the wilderness like we were doing. Well, it shows you a badge. Yeah, there was a badge there. Where did the badge go? It was on I-R-U-Q. Oh, that's the international. Anyway, that's not even orienteering. <sighs> so you can also have biathlon orienteering, canoe, car, mountain, mounted, and I don't even know what Rogaining is. Well, I probably... Rogaine is when you the medicine you take to keep your hair. So well, I don't know. apparently I probably did mounted. No, you did foot. That's I just... rode a horse. Not this weekend. Horse. horse. You weren't riding a horse orientating. Horse. You were walking through the woods. Horse. On foot. Horse. You were on a horse this weekend? No. Okay. I wish. The history of orienteering begins in the late 19th century in Sweden. The actual term orienteering, the original Swedish name for orienteering. Oh, what world am I reading here? You're re reading Wikipedia. Yeah, but uh, it's it's the same word, but it's spelled different. This it's, is why nobody uses Wikipedia, because no, it's, it's always wrong. No, it's, mostly it's right, but you can people can change it. That's why people don't like Wikipedia. But orienteering kind of means orientation. It was first used in 1886 at the Swedish Military Academy in Carlsberg and meant the crossing of unknown land with the aid of a map and compass. And now it's grown to where it's even in the world games. What? Yes. So, I had never really heard of the world games until... A couple years ago, they announced the World Games are coming here to Birmingham. And apparently it's some games that take place two years after the Olympics. But since the Olympics got kind of postponed, it's only a year after the Olympics this time. And they have Olympic-type competitions. And one of the competitions in the World Games is orienteering. You know what we need to do? What? This is off, top, off topic. We need to go to Gatlinburg and... And do a podcast there. That is so off topic. I know. Okay. So I looked, and this year, orienteering will be at Red Mountain Park. We've been there. It'll be at Railroad Park. Railroad. You know which one Railroad Park is? No. Not in That's the one that's got where we went and listened to the symphony <laughs> on the blanket. And they have the play different playgrounds around the outside. 
They have the place for the skateboarders. You mean the park where yeah. I always go in the ditches? Yeah. That's Railroad Park. They're going to do orientating course there and an orientating course where your mom went to school at Birmingham Southern. Really there? That doesn't make sense because it's easy to find the stuff. I don't know. That's what it said. All you have to do is get in the it's high a ground. Wide, it's a wide open field, isn't it? It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Red Mountain Park's big. <laughs> the thing you have to find is a patch of grass. Did we mention what the flag looked like that you're looking for? Yes. Okay. Orange and white. Orange and, and white. And a square. That's really all I had on orienteering. Well. There's a lot more information on it, but you really enjoyed orienteering so much. Well, I kind of did. Just got annoying. There's, a, 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 apparently, there's a specification for orienteering. What? Or a specification for clothing. It requires full body cover. The torso and legs must be covered. An organizer may allow shorts. In the United States, competitors are free to choose clothing that they're most comfortable in. Unless specifically stated in the Met announcement, or in the Met announcement. So if you weren't in America, if you were overseas orientating, orientating, you'd have to wear long pants. Wow. You said over the seas. Makes sense. Okay. So do you have anything else to add? For orientation. No. <clears throat> Looking to see if there's any kind of special equipment you need. You need a thumb compass or a protractor compass. A clear map case to protect the map. Clear plastic sleeve worn on the forearm to hold control descriptions. Well, we didn't have any of that. We had a map and a compass, didn't we? All right. <laughs> I think the other one was added. I think it was talking about the power glove. Oh, the power glove? Yes. I had Whooping a power glove. Crane. All right, so Whooping that was what crane. we did Saturday. What did we do Sunday? Whooping crane. We did Watch whooping it. crane? Watching, yes. So you and your mom... A couple of weeks ago, went to Wheeler National Reserve. And it was snowing. And it was snowing. And y'all went out there to see the whooping cranes and sandhill cranes. And it was pretty. When y'all went, there was a lot more whooping cranes there, weren't there? Also, the water rose. And when we went yesterday, the water level in the lake had come up. So, whooping cranes... Whooping crane. It's the tallest North American bird. It's an endangered crane species. Along with the sandhill crane, it is one of only two crane species in North, in North America. What? There's only two crane species that are native to North America, and that's the whooping crane and the sandhill crane. And they were both out there. Cool. Do you know how big these things get? No, probably like to 12 feet. I looked yesterday. This is all talking about 
conservation stuff. But they get to about right under five feet tall. My five feet? You're a little over five feet. So does that mean I'm taller than a whooping crane? Yes, but the whooping crane can almost be as tall as you, which is crazy for a bird. And when they put their wingspan out, it's almost six foot. So if I laid down, that's about how long, how big the wings would be out on both sides. That's pretty cool. That's a big bird. Long arm. And the whooping cranes that are here in Alabama came from Wisconsin. or I think that's where they came from. There's like right at 80 whooping cranes that come from Wisconsin and they come south for the winter. And they stop here. Only 12 of them stop here in Birmingham. Well, not in Birmingham. They stop here in Alabama. And I saw probably most of the 12 that first time. We only saw one yesterday. Right? Yes, and we also saw seagulls. Saw seagulls? Seagulls. No, not seagulls. Seagulls. Um, Not seagulls. What are they called? Gulls. No, the pelicans. Not seagulls, they're pelicans. Pelican. Yes. It's There's funny. lots of pelicans. Pelicans are funny. Pel- pelicans are basically water buckets. Yeah. I've never seen one do that in real life, have you? Did y'all see it the a other water day? water bucket? Yeah. Like fly over the water and scoop up water? No. Just seen it on like Finding Dory. Yes. And maybe on a nature show. Well, there was a there's about 15 or 20 pelicans out there. It was funny to see all the ducks fly. There was Whee! ducks and they kind of got spooked and took off and flew and flew in a circle and flew in a circle and flew in a circle and then landed in the same spot. They sounded like that. It looked like all the um, t- tiny little birds that sounded horrifying. It sounded like and the, the sandhill cranes aren't quite as big as whooping cranes, but they are still pretty big. And when they're flying, it looks like they're flying in slow motion, doesn't it? Yeah. Because they're just be, so dang big. You know what would be cool? What? If a whooping crane just came up out on our balcony right now. That would be kind of neat if we were talking about him and he showed up. Wee. Now, a lot of the ones that are left... Yes. Were raised in An captivity. They were raised in captivity and then they were released to the wild. Whee. And what they used to do. Like in Dollywood? Yes. What was they? They had eagles. They were. Eagles. Yeah. See this? That blue spot? Yes. And that's where they come from. And they fly south and that's where they, they land here for a little while. But they used to. Use this little light, lightweight plane and pretend to be a whooping crane and they would have the cranes follow them. Whee. But then I think it stopped working. What, the plane? No, the, they didn't want to follow them as much anymore so they, couldn't, they had to stop it. It was Were Operation... you talking about humans? Yes. 
Operation Migration Escort of nine cranes. And they would fly this ultralight little glider. So it's got a little fin and a fan in the back. So that would fly. And they would lead the cranes that way. I have a feeling this is what, what the cranes heard like all the time from it. Like, it sounded like an old car motor where you had to, like, round it up. You think that's what it sounded like? I don't know. I don't either. Because I never flew one. But it's kind of neat that there's only, in that little path that I showed you from up there to down here, there's only 80 of those birds left, and they fly that route every year and about 12 of them stop here in Alabama every year we got to see them that's kind of cool yay that's what I thought yay yay see there's another migration path where a different set of birds come from up here in Canada we Canada go down through Texas oh sweet Canada I don't think that's how the song goes oh alright anything else about oh here's what it says what about their diet they can stand anywhere from four foot one to five foot three. Five foot three. So they could be about as tall as you. How tall was I? I think you were about five foot two, five foot three. I thought I was five maybe, foot four. Maybe five four. Five four. And a wingspan of six seven. Oh man. Six seven to seven foot seven. So almost eight foot. That's insane. That's a big bird. And the males weigh about 16 pounds, and the females weigh about 14 pounds. Tired this week? Tired. I had just got out of school. Yeah, we had the. We were whooping craning and German restauranting yesterday, so we didn't have a chance to do it on our normal day. All right. Also, fried potatoes stays good. So, do you know what their predators are? Probably like... What do you think a predator of a whooping crane would be? I don't know. Other than humans. Fox? No. I don't know. Black bear, wolverine, gray wolf, cougar. What did you say? Fox. You were right. Red fox, a Canada lynx, a bald eagle... Bald eagle. I guess the bald eagles can take them out. The bald eagles aren't bald. And a common raven. And some golden eagles have killed some young whooping cranes. No. <clears throat> so there you go. Do you have anything else you want to say about the whooping crane? They have red face. Yeah, They're you, angry. I guess we didn't talk about that. Tell what they look like. They're a giant white bird, kind of like a swan, but they got a red face and an orange beak. An orange beak, red face, and then black around the the face. Beak. Around the beak. And then they have black on the tips of their wings. Yes. What about their diet? I don't know. I don't think I saw the diet on here. I'm sure it's on diet here. Diet is on there. Where do you see it? Go down. Those predators. Oh, diet. 
What do you think they eat? Probably like bugs and fish. The red crowned crane. Let's see. They're omnivorous. You remember what omnivore means? They eat berries and meat. Yes. In their Texas winter grounds, the species feeds on crustaceans, mollusks, fish, small reptiles, and aquatic plants. Some of the breeding birds in the summer include frogs, small rodents, small birds, fish, aquatic insects, crawdads, clowns, snails, and berries. Wait, Texas has berries? Yeah, they have some kind of berries down there. Waste like grain, this. including wheat, barley, and corn, is an important food for migrating whooping cranes. Oh, that's why they're really That would be why they have a cornfield. In where the corn. cranes are. And corn. they cut the corn down and just leave the cobs out there, don't they? Yes. Corn! Alright. Anything else about the old whooping cranes? No. Popcorn. Let's see. Popcorn kernels. We've had... That's about it. But I have this little story here. Someone beat the world record of living the longest... They're 119. 119 years old. How crazy is that? Think of... That's one I don't want to live. Think of what... All she's seen. She was born in 1903. 1903? She was born the year the Wright brothers flew their first flight. The first plane. She was married at 19 and worked at the family's noodle store until the age of 103. She sold noodles her whole life. Half her whole life. Well, she's 109. She's, what, 119? So she's gone a little bit after she decided to quit selling noodles. I feel like at the age of 50, I would want to stop selling noodles. She has survived two bouts of cancer. Lived through five Japanese imperial reigns, two world wars, two global pandemics, and in 2020 she was selected as one of the torchbearers for the 2020 Olympics. But because of the Cronus outbreak in Japan last year, she had to decline it, so she was not able to run the torch. But she has seen some stuff, hasn't she? She keeps her mind and body active by solving math problems, playing chess-like board games called Othello, and staying curious. She was in a world, two world wars, two pandemics. Dear Lord, she's been through some stuff. She has. Her two. goal, what do you think her goal is for 2022? I don't know. She wants to live long enough to celebrate her 120th. Like that's not gonna happen. Well, she made 119. Why not? I don't know. I just feel like another one's gonna bite the dust. Coca-Cola made bottles, her favorite beverage of Coca-Cola, and made personalized label with her name and age on them. She likes Coca-Cola. 
I'm sorry, but I feel like another one's going to bite the dust. Well, that's not nice. Well, I just feel like someone's about to bite the dust at age 119. She's held, she's the one that's held the title. She didn't beat anybody. She's held the title since turning 116 in 2019. The question is, will she make it to 120? Probably. We'll see. Not. But I don't know. That's not nice. We don't know. I just said I don't know at the end. But you're saying you think she's going to die. Because I don't know. We don't know when we're going to die. No, but she says if you keep a curious mind and keep your mind working, you'll live a long life. And apparently drink a little bit of Coke every now and then. I bet she doesn't drink much. But she drinks a little Coke every now and then. Well, happy birthday to you. Oh, when is her birthday? I don't know if it even says. It just said she turned... Oh. She turns on January 1st, 2022. Happy birthday. Sorry, we're late though. Yeah, well. Happy birthday, Kane Tanaka, or Kane Tanaka, something like that. I thought that was pretty interesting, didn't you? That's a long life to live. 1902. 1903. 1903? It doesn't really matter. Yes, <laughs> it does. It's still a long time. 1903. All the stuff she's seen. TVs, radios, all that's come along. Computers, video games. Dun, 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 dun. It's crazy. Noodles. I think all the noodle noodles. improvements. Noodles. <laughs> noodles. Noodles. I need some noodles. No. No? I'm not making you noodles. Okay. For 116 years. Uh, I need a lot of noodles to make it that long. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to wrap us up this week. What do you think? You got anything else to say? No. All right. Really go, we, um, go, go tell your friends, <laughs> go, go in the comment section and yeah. comment something. Leave us a comment if you want to. Um, subscribe. Subscribe, please, so we can, um, why get you, more sponsors. Why are you sounding so mad at the people? I don't know. Subscribe. Please. Subscribe now. At least you said please. You yelled at him, but then you said please. Subscribe. Please. Hey, you were polite. Okay. So, yeah, please subscribe. (laughs) Hey, Google, stop. (laughs) So, this podcast, somehow we triggered... Alexa and Google. Yay. All right. Maybe next time we should mute both of them. Yeah, we hadn't. That's the first time I think we've kicked them off. All right. Another one bites the dust. No, and we're not. No. And another one goes. I'm not letting you close on that one. Ah, that's cruel. But I wasn't nope. talking about that. But you were. So no, stop. I it. was talking about something different. Sing I a different was, song. 
No, I was talking about this. I was talking about our viewers. No, not no. using it. Do something else. Nothing. That's my song. Not, not using that song today. <laughs> Takes out. No. I don't know what to say. Do your old song. We'll meet again. Don't know where. And I don't know when. But I know we'll meet again. Some sunny day. Alright, thanks for listening. Goodbye.